So part one of Propel is fascinating. And I've been using oils for three and a half, almost four years. No, really almost four years now, actually. Next month will be four years since I bought my starter kit. And I learned things in chapter one that I did not know about Young Living and about essential oils and plants. So there's always something we can learn. <laughs> we never, ever will have learned it all. And um, if you want to learn it all before you start sharing, you can just give up now because it's totally never going to happen. You just have to share what you can and keep talking. Um, it's like waiting until you get to heaven before you tell people about it. It's, you just got to start now. <laughs> so the chapter one has what we have. Um, did she? Oh my gosh. She hit the keyboard and it went away. I thought it was gone, but it was not. So um, chapter one is setting the very initial foundation. And like I said, you may have been using oils for a long time, or you may have ordered your starter kit and hasn't even showed up yet. Either way, this is an amazing starting point. There's so much to learn here just in these little pages. And what's so interesting to me about the Propel book is that she... Um, Nicole has you already thinking in terms of how would you talk about this to somebody and what would you say? So one of the first questions she says is in your own words, sum up what sets Young Living apart using the three pillars and what makes Young Living unique as your guide. What? Like we're already learning new things. So that's super fascinating. Has anybody already done the homework on it and would like to share what you put on that part and you just unmute yourself um, and let us know what kind of what your thoughts were on that. I know Amanda, you did the homework already. Um, do you want to share whatever you had on that part? Sorry, it took a sec to get back together. Your sound is going in and out, or the audio is going in and out for me. I don't know if it is for anyone else. Oh, it is it's echoing. Oh, one said it's echoey. Oh, Sabrina said it's echoey and double speaker. How about now? Now. Both good. No. Still an echo, but. Oh, I can hear my. Andrea's computer. Speakers, you can hear it from here. Okay, I'm turning myself way down. Okay, is that better? Much better. Okay, so we figured out what it was. All right, so um, I've already run this Propel group twice with my team. So really what stuck out for me in terms of talking to people about CTCL is the fact that we are the industry leaders. Um, and that we actually meet and exceed the ISO standards, which is the international standard. Um, and for me, third-party testing was huge. You know, it's one thing for a company to say, we're on the up and up, but to be able to have third-party testing um, was phenomenal. You guys. I agree with that, Amanda, completely. And it is interesting to note that Young Living is the largest essential oil company in the world. The first, the oldest, you know, like they're, they're out there. Um, the fact that our standards are so aggressive and relentless. I was surfing the internet today just looking for information on 
something and this lady was blogging and she said, well, I don't buy from Young Living, but I buy from this other company. And let me tell you, she's like, the advantage of this company is their stuff is never out of stock, ever. And it goes out of stock from Young Living sometimes. And I was like, oh girl, <laughs> that is the best part about Young Living. Well, you know something, I'm, um, I'm doing a, you know, in between doing this and other things, I'm doing another course, and I posted it, I posted the comment in my team page, they even said, they even talked about, because this is a, it was a natural wellness class, and they even said when it got down to talking about oils, was that the, was it the quality, not the quality, but it's like basically saying the same thing, that that the yeah it was the quality that if you know if it's an ex oil is expensive you know there's many factors in it and it's the quality and so when i read that i was like check you know check that block because it's like hello because you can read all kinds of crap on the internet but if you have if you have a if you have a brain in your head you're going to know that half that bullshit is bullshit you know, because you know what the, what the background is. Yeah, there's mom blogs out there who are like, I smell this oil and this oil, and they both smell like lemons. So I'm telling you that they're insulin as good. And I'm just like, I don't think you're understanding this entirely. Jacob, you'll have to do the password on your own. Caps lock looks like this. Sure. And it's right here. One of the things that blew my mind um, when she talked about learning about the shared biology between plants and animals on the next page, she said, was talking about and this is something that I've heard Gary himself talk about something I've heard people at every farm talk about something that I've read in Mary Young's book that she wrote something that I've heard Don and the Royal Crown talk about but Jacob I told you that I can't help you with it um how when you you know bruise or cut a plant and it lays for a certain amount of time you know, have you seen that picture in the D. Gary Young book where the guy has a little brick tester and he's sitting on the cement pad, I think in Ecuador, and he's testing the brick on the other side. Um, because when a plant is cut, then it instantly tries to heal itself. And, you know, I think you can't hear. Something happened. Is that better? Okay. So when a plant is cut and it tries to heal itself, um, it puts out all these chemical constituents to help heal the wound. And after it sits for a certain amount of time, you've kind of reached like maximum with the healing chemical constituents that have been released out of the plant. So it spikes up for a time and then it starts to drop down. Well, what's interesting is that Young Living is out there testing <laughs> the plants as they lay on the pad and they know Gary's told them how long they need to sit there and they just keep checking on them and they distill it when it's at the peak when they 
cut lavender, even when lavender is cut, it has a certain point in time when it's at its peak, even before you cut it. They're out there testing the lavender every two hours. Don't really think anybody else is out there doing that. And part of the reason is because they don't even know that they should be doing that. I know one of the things Gary wanted to do, and I don't know if he was able to do it before he passed away, was he wanted to write a book, you know, with all of this information in it as much as he could, just to help the world to distill. But I don't know if he was able to complete it or not. But fortunately, he left a lot of information with us, so at least we can keep distilling. Somebody said in the chat, Sabrina said, um, what company, what company is this for? Yeah, who's gonna wanna, who's, who's gonna make money by waiting, by plants sitting on the pad for 45 minutes while you're paying a guy top dollar to sit there and test it on a little sugar meter? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and a lot, you know, not every, every farm can do that, you know. They'll, they have their day when they have, you know, Monday through Friday maybe is when people can come in and um, cut, you know, or, or they have a team out there at a certain amount of time. Young Living will have their people there when the plants are right, not the plants cut when the people are right. So it's all about the plants and the end product that shows up to you. Really, Young Living's responsible in stewardship first, and our, our needs are second, actually. That's why we don't have spikenard or rosewood. Um, you know, that's why some, some oils you'll go on there and see you can't use points and you're like, oh, why can't I use points for that? You know, so they're just trying to slow down the flow of the oil that goes out the door because it might have a um, higher value or you know, a little more risk. Did anybody else um, think about what, um, so see, this is why it would really make sense for us to do the chapters first. Like I, this is going to be so backwards. Um, what stood out to you about the shared biology between plants and animals and how you would share it with a friend? Did anybody um, see that part? Um, has anybody seen that part in the book yet? Let me turn the pen apart again. And if you um, had been around Young Living for a hot minute, something might already be in your mind that um, stands out to you about the shared biology between plants and animals. And if that, you know, if there is something in your mind. Um, well, I haven't even seen the book yet, but uh, I do know that the oil in the plant carries the nutrient needs and everything throughout the plant. So when we consume them, I feel like it's going to do the same thing for us. I don't know if that relates to the topic. Yeah, I think that is exactly the direction she was pointing us in um, because it is so fascinating how the oil is antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral, you know, protecting the plant, regenerative and cellular healing and all of that. And then we get to put it on and we have a shared biology. I saw the funniest, um, actually, I think I can pull it up on my computer and do a screen share so you guys can see it. I saw the funniest picture online today and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is compliant to share. Like, I think it is. But it's just, it's really interesting to me, the shared biology between um, animals, plants, and humans. <clears throat> I just right. felt that they're very similar. It's the homeostasis process. Yeah, like 
we have platelets that try to take take our skin back to normal and right, yes Linda I agree all right I'm going to screen share with you all right here you go <laughs> <laughs> Cracked me up. Everybody and get a eek, endo endocannaboid. Endocannabinoid system. We're not cannibals, Robin. We're not there. We're not there. <laughs> well, I think a plant would definitely probably be a healthier choice than. Yeah, like your plastic. body. Yeah. Supplements. <laughs> Absolutely. And so the purity matters. Um, an interesting question that she asks is, how would you, in a casual conversation with a friend, explain what essential oils are and what they do? How many of you feel super confident right now if, if I literally, I'm sitting here with my kid and, and I'm rubbing Febreze all over her, or whatever people do, <laughs> and I have no idea... Um, what essential oils are, and I just say to you, geez, Jamie, what, I mean, what is essential oils? Why would I use it? And the thing is, after you go through a couple pages here, you can roll that answer off your tongue, you know? You've got it, and you can say, why are you so bothered? Why do you, do you want to fight? <laughs> Jacob, you need to bring that over here for Adelaide. You need to bring that over here for Adelaide, or else let her do it with you. She's not very happy. Okay, let her see it. Show it to her. Bring it over here so she can see it. Danielle, bring that over here right now. Let her see it. Show it to her. If she wants to hold it, she can hold it. Okay. Another day. You know, I feel like it's kind of unfair because um, we had like this perfect day and we even like vacuumed and cleaned the living room and like we had all multi, you know, three full square meals and everything, did school, played chess. I worked a bunch. And still by the time Gary gets home, the sink is like a mountain of dishes and it kind of looks like I didn't care at all, but I'm like, man, we did so good today. So <laughs> the next page in chapter one, she gives you 10 toxins to avoid. And it's so easy to do research on them. Go to Google and type in dangers of formaldehyde and about four billion hits will show up for you. So the key is not falling too far down that rabbit hole um, and spending you know, way too much time. You don't need to know every detail about formaldehyde, but sure, sure thing is, yeah, it is not hard to monitor. The sure thing is, the more you, <laughs> I believe you, the more you are informed about the chemicals, the more. Um, non-negotiable it becomes to share what you have with people 
one thing that I'm doing right now is I'm working really hard on a presentation basically regarding thieves cleaner. More to come on that later. But one thing that I'm doing is I'm researching the Puget Sound watershed. And what's true for us here is probably, you know, fairly similar elsewhere um, with some exceptions, of course, but, you know, Fukushima is going to be different, you know, but um, what do you think the, the, the biggest source of toxins in the Puget Sound is? Citizens, individual citizens, not a big bad company dumping, you know, refinery waste or something. It's individual citizens and the little myriad choices you are making every single day in what you wash your hair with, what you wash your car with, what you put on your face, the medications you're taking. They're finding everything from pharmaceuticals to um, paint thinner in bird eggs on remote coastal islands where no people even live. <laughs> they're finding some bad stuff. Um, there's, you know, different salmon runs that are predicted to be extinct in the next few years um, if something doesn't change. And here's something that blows my mind. When you talk about using essential oils, and I'll say for this example specifically, thieves household cleaner. When you talk about using thieves household cleaner versus any other, you're like thinking, well, I'll just use you know, vinegar. So I'll smell like a pickle, but at least I'm cleaning without chemicals, right? So you're thinking, I'll use vinegar. Well, what's interesting is if you use Steve's household cleaner, not only, and this is the exact same thing, if you use shampoo with essential oils in it, you know, we tell you, not only are you not making your body worse by putting a toxic, harsh chemical shampoo on, but you're actually helping your body by putting essential oils on it. Well, when you clean with Steve's household cleaner, not only are you not making the environment worse, but guess freaking what? There's lemon oil. And what does lemon oil have in it? D-limonene. And what does that do? Breaks up petroleum oil. Neutralizes the chemicals in the environment. It's actually that's amazing. That's amazing. Yes, it's actually going to improve the system. And the Puget Sound watershed is very unique. There's a saying we've learned, which is what goes in the sound stays in the sound because nothing ever leaves. So um, PCBs were banned in the 1970s and the rates at which they're finding them in, you know, marine life and, um, you know, birds and wildfowl is actually increasing since the 1970s. It's actually going up. <laughs> if that doesn't scare us, I just don't even know. Some things are going down, but a lot of them are going up. And one of the problems that researchers have been reporting is that they cannot track all the chemicals. They can track a couple key big ones, arsenic, you know, copper, lead, formaldehyde, um, opioids, which they're finding in massive amounts in muscles and, um, <laughs> I mean, really? 
Not that the not, it's not to the point that the they're saying well it's not actually harming the muscles, but there's just an awful lot of it. <laughs> so um, the fact that these chemicals are not dissipating, even though some of them have been banned since the 1970s before I was even born, and they're still increasing in rates. I mean that if that's not a bid for using these. These cleaner. I really don't know what it is. So you'll be looking this week at 10 different. You're so happy with yourself. She's so pleased with herself. You'll be looking at 10. different chemicals and it's very disappointing to learn how common these are as ingredients and mom mentioned this if you guys didn't get to see the live class that me and mom and Becky Birkenfast did together on thieves it was really fantastic but something that mom mentioned is <laughs> something that mom mentioned is um, that a little tiny bit of one of these chemicals like the amount you would get out of one serving of lotion is not going to kill you. It isn't. The amount of lotion you get, if, or the amount of lotion, the amount of chemicals you got, if in your entire life your only chemical exposure was to one of lotion, you would be so fine. Your body can handle that. However, when every single thing you smell, touch, eat, sit on, look at, and think about, is full of these chemicals all day, every day, starting from before you're born and you're in the womb until, you know, you're saturated in formaldehyde and you go to the morgue already embalmed, <laughs> then that's a big problem. And we call it bioaccumulation. Now, when you look in... Because Adelaide picked it up. <laughs> okay, so it, the the term they use in, um, like when you're talking like wildlife department, is biomagnification, and that means so your your petroleum, your pharmaceuticals, your household chemicals, they're all running off into stormwater, um, out into the you know, out into the sound or wherever you live. And um, Amanda, you're a part of Puget Sound too, aren't you? Technically. Um, <coughs> We're technically the Wanda Puka, but it's all like Wanda Puka, Puget Sound area. It's all kind of connected. So, um, biomagnification means all of that. They're all uh, 
seriously, if Gary could just quit. <laughs> but um, for for Zoom calls, not for <laughs> yeah, platinum. Heard that. So um, it the the krill and the bacteria eat it off the surface of the water is basically what happens. We used to think that it would all sink down to the sediment and then the bottom feeders would get it, but that's actually not what they've found since they've been doing these studies. Um, and then what happens? Who eats krill? <laughs> Big bad boys and everybody. So krill, herring, um, mussels, they're all extremely loaded with these, you know, especially the filter feeders like mussels and things like that. They're all loaded down with these chemicals. So what do you end up with then? Your orca whales are dying. <laughs> and it's, it's really sad. Orca whales, killer whales, it's a massive problem out here. Um, when the salmon come in, salmon come in, it's called like a pre-spawn death because they come into the sound looking perfectly healthy. They hit our narrow waterways. They start going up the rivers and in a day or two, they're dead. Why? Well, researchers were suspecting it was possibly the storm water. So they took some actual just storm water and put some of these healthy salmon into the storm water. Now, you would never really see salmon in pure storm water because it's going to be mixed with the river, but they just wanted to see, you know, the intense, um, the intense uh, intensity of it, density of it. So they put the salmon in. And how long do you think the salmon lived? These healthy salmon that they put into our pure stormwater that floods right off, right down every gutter and right down every ditch into the, in, you know, streams to the river, river to the sea. Four hours. The salmon survived four hours before they were dead in our stormwater. This is bad stuff. We don't have time to waste. We don't get to just dink around and say, well, I'll do senior star this year and executive next year. Like, we don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't. There's people who need the healing, and there's innocent children, unborn babies, and freaking orca whales and herring out there. Like, they're dying, and it's not through any fault of their own. You know, it's because of what we're spraying on our hair. It's for, because of what we're spraying on our face. It's because of what we're coloring our cereal with. It's because of, I mean, it's also because of what we're driving our cars with. So there's things that there's not a lot we can do about. Okay, there's basic things you can do. Wash your car with Thieves Cleaner. Did you know that if you cannot wash your car at home with Thieves Cleaner, it is actually better to go to a drive-thru because they at least tend to somewhat filter their water before it goes out into the storm drains. Whereas if you wash your car in your driveway with, I'm sorry, but would you pour that water into your fish tank or would you pour that soap into your fish tank you're like no it would kill my fish well yeah duh it'll also kill the fish out there and funding for cleanup on these sorts of things is very small so it really does come down to the individual consumer in fact i believe his name is jeff let me find this quote just probably my favorite quote and you'll see it on wordswag it's from um, John Elliott of Environment Canada. And his saying is, changing people's behavior is key. He's saying that basically it comes down to, can we change the individual's behavior? Lisa, you live in a pretty landlocked area, right? You're not like on the coast. 
I don't think. And yet where Lisa is, she's still contributing beneficially or negatively to watershed. It all, what runs right through the United States? Giant rivers and little tributaries and lakes that go right out to the ocean at large. They find contamination from us up by like the North Pole, <laughs> you know? So it travels, it travels and it travels far. Little things we can do, you know, drip pans underneath cars, fix leaks, you know, there's still going to be, you know, spills and gasoline and oils and things like that. Um, according to the um, Department of Ecology over here, every time it rains, it's like a mini oil spill as far as the impact goes on the, um, as far as the impact goes for the watershed. Um, Sabrina, I'm crafting a proposal that I'm taking to the city at the end of this week. <laughs> Super nervous. Um, and I will share it with all of you guys. So um, I'll probably be up all night working on that. <laughs> I have a case of zing in the fridge. If I drink it all, I drink it all. Um, so what I'm saying is, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, first of all, if you're in here doing Propel, mad props to you because that's taking this seriously. That is addressing this like it is your job. And honestly, we should be doing things and talking about things like this no matter what. Talk about, you know, just reduce general use of plastic, okay? Um, even reducing synthetic fibers has an impact on the ocean, you know, using like organic cotton clothes, things like that. Um, talk about, scooping dog feces out of the yard because then they sit there and they leak <laughs> into the water. That's the problem. Of course, you scoop them up where they're going to go landfill. I'm not sure how much better that is either, but maybe you can compost them. <laughs> Get hardcore, I guess. <laughs> but we cannot fix every problem. So we have to fix the problems we can. Can you stop driving your car? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Jamie definitely can't stop driving her motorcycle. <laughs> but you can stop spraying Windex. You can do that. You can. <laughs> Jamie's amen. She needs her motorcycle therapy. Um, <laughs> um, you can share with people better choices and make better choices for yourself and for your family. There's no government big enough to come in and save us from the giant problems that we've created. And I know that some of the blame also falls at the feet of, it is, Jamie, I agree. Also, it's better for humanity when we're happy, right? <laughs> but some of the blame does fall at the feet of corporations that have decided to willingly go ahead and use toxic and harsh chemicals or whatever the compliant way to say it is, bad stuff, <laughs> whatever the FDA lets us say now, non-good happy things. <laughs> Remember, if you look, if you flip over a bottle and you see that it says on the back, hmm, synthetic colors, triclosans, um, formaldehyde, fragrance, sodium lauryl sulfate, you know that that bottle has things in it that 
interrupts your endocrine system, interrupt your hormones, bind to hormone receptors, throw off your body, lower your immune system, and guess what we have found? It does the same thing in animals. Marine life is obviously hugely impacted because they live in our trash water that floods out to the ocean. Like they live in it. <laughs> Does anybody remember in Indiana Jones when the guy's like, I never drink water, fish make love in it. <laughs> but um, they live in it. <laughs> Their whole life is in this, you know, yeah. toxic stew that we've created. And yeah, so some of the blame falls at the feet of companies, but they get off of it in, in the United States anyways with our justice system. You're innocent until proven guilty, and that goes for chemicals too. And um, a company can sell whatever they want, basically, and say, I didn't force you to buy it. So, you know, it was your own choice. Nobody held a gun to your head and made you eat that entire pack of Oreos. Because <laughs> we all know that that happens in life, right? Um, so, however, we can sit and be angry until our bottle of forgiveness breaks. Did anybody see that picture? <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I swear to you. It just cracked open <laughs> sitting on the shelf. But we can be angry about it and we should be and we are. But we have to take action for ourselves. Can you go lobby Congress and get them to, you know, ban more stuff, require more regulation? Yeah, people are definitely working on that, but it's really hard because you're fighting against the law of the deep pocket, which is another United States institution, and that's whoever has the most money wins the case. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Amanda's like, man, I really want to move there now. But, <laughs> but you know, that's how it is. And, um, you know, that's a long, a long road ahead of us. But what we can do is vote with our dollars. Companies are starting to respond to that, like Johnson & Johnson saying, what? Nobody's going to, people are taking our stuff off their baby list. Jacob, I have no idea where it is. People are taking our soap off their baby list because, um, you know, my friend just told me today that she, her friend is pregnant and she's so excited, showed her her baby wish list and she had Johnson & Johnson and Aveto and my friend just lit up and she was like, you can't put this stuff on your baby. I cannot allow it. And I was like, why? And she's listing to her all the reasons that we just went over and her friend's like, well, what do I get? And she's like, obviously young living. <laughs> but we can make better choices and we can teach other people to make better choices. We have a responsibility. I'm you heard it now. You can't unhear it. You can't say you didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, now that you're here. Um, here we are with the choice to tell people that we have a better way. So you can say, I'm happy with going slow, or you can say, there's no alternative but to share this, you know? Because your rank, as much as you do propel and, you know, the thought is, this will help me grow my rank. What you're actually, the more, and I think you guys already all know this, but the more you find is your rank is simply a reflection of how many people you've impacted. And I will add into that how many fish you've impacted too. Because you're impacting more than just people. When you help people make better choices, you're changing the lives of people and fish. <laughs> that doesn't get your heart going. I don't know what will. But really, you know, a lot of researchers say that if we don't have our marine life, um, 
you know, the entire ecosystem falls apart is surprisingly dependent. So on if you go to like Florida, in Florida they have the algae blooms. I don't know if anybody knows about that. The red algae blooms. I know somebody down there who um, she used to be a gardener and she can't even go outside because one of the side effects of the algae blooms is like asthma, like respiratory illness. And so she could barely go outside at all. And there's a lot of people down in Florida who are having those issues. And it's a direct result of humans. Um, the water wouldn't be that way if um, it's the runoff of all the pesticides and different things going into the water that causes the algae to bloom. And it causes not only that, but that whole area where the algae blooms at, everything dies. Like it can't sustain life. It's horrible. Yeah, we get that out here um, on Vancouver Island in Canada. And one of the things that they talk about it being related to is not just the bioaccumulation, but they also talk a lot about um, body burden and bio burden. So basically it's like, you know, we know that we can't take bleach and ammonia and put it together because that causes, you know, huge chemical reactions and it's poisonous and it's toxic. Well, they're saying, you know, when our ammonia runs off into our water and our bleach runs off into our water, you know, they're combining in the ocean and that's what's causing a lot of the other issues. But the same is um, happening to our bodies, right? Yes, they go, okay, that one little squirt of lotion isn't going to kill you. But what is the combination of the squirt of lotion and the squeeze of toothpaste and cleaning with bleach and cleaning with ammonia? Like, those things are combining in our bodies and in our cells. And that's what they're starting to attribute the, um, the red algae and the algae bloom here in Canada. Now that you've said, mentioned something about bleach, um, I have, I changed careers. I was working at the bank for almost seven years and started losing my hair, too much stress, made a lot of money, good benefits. Anyways, I moved over into the school and the, the school system puts bleach in there when they wash the tables. Let me back up because this just totally upsets me. And I, as a new employee, I haven't had the balls yet to say anything. But when I first started out as a para, um, I went into the little academy. These are three-year-old kids. And three times a day when they have their snacks, when they have their lunch, and when they have their breakfast, they wash the tables with bleach water. Then they serve the children their food. Then we're supposed to uh, wipe down the tables again and spray it with bleach. And then at the end of the day, they fold the tables up. I ended up going into the middle school. And thank goodness I only have to go in the lunchroom once a day before I was working with the little tykes. And I was exposed to this as well as them throughout the entire day. But at the middle school, um, how they do it is, is the kids come in, they sit down, they have their lunch, and, at, and afterwards they have two buckets. And I, I didn't know that there was bleach water in there. I had to go take the rags, there's four rags, and as I was squeezing it, 
I started to smell it and then I held the rag up to my nose and it's like they're doing it again so I'm new to this I've only been there a couple of weeks but I am going to go to somebody and I'm gonna have a talk I don't know I mean they probably have no clue at all but I do and I can't do it. I mean, I don't have chemicals in my home. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to chemicals at the bank. They had people that came in, cleaned downstairs. I had my own at my desk. I had my own thieves cleaner, my everything. But that's just one school. There's a lot of schools. Are they all doing this? I don't know, but it's very disturbing. Lisa, uh, is horrifying. And honestly, um, I think you're right. Like what did, what none of us, I mean, you, you knew, you know, you were more aware of these things than we were, but, um, I didn't know, you know, the, the evils thereof necessarily. Um, the presentation that I'm working on, we're taking it first on Wednesday night, Annie and I are taking it to, um, to present it to the leisure park up in the city where she lives. And um, it's kind of, we're really lucky. We kind of get like a soft presentation for our first run with it because her father-in-law and her um, and his wife kind of do all the maintenance and they run, you know, all the, the groundwork at the leisure park. But the plan is to pre he's, he's already basically convinced to switch over, but um, we're going to present it to him, you know, as if he's never heard of it so that he can give us honest feedback. And um, we're going to present it both in terms of the health of him, his wife, the staff and the community, but also the watershed and our responsibility to that at large. And my idea as I'm creating this, and then the opportunity came up for me to present it to the city chamber here on Friday, like an initial quick presentation and then like literally like 60 seconds and then bring, you know, basically pad like folios of it to share with people. But um, my goal is that we will start taking this to every city. We're gonna take it to the big um, casino out here. Um, we're gonna take it to people of influence offices, schools, churches. And I'm totally doing, down with us. I wanna help with that. That's awesome, Linda, because I know that you have a heart for the, oh my gosh, you wanna talk watershed, the Lynn Haven water the system. The Haven River now and the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. It's, yeah. it, the, the water out there in Virginia, the marine life has been devastated by the farming community and all the pesticides that run off in there. And I think we're like actually, well, we have two minutes left, but, the research I've been doing is just like so much blowing my mind. The fact that, and I know this is the same in Virginia Beach, that every time it rains, stormwater mimics an oil spill. That's how it feels to the animals. You know, we get so upset about big oil spills, and yet to think this is happening every time it rains outside. You also um, need to research the coral reef and how quickly that, the coral yes. reef. Um, yeah. That's another that huge could completely go extinct, which means yeah. a whole like ecosystem and all of the uh, aquatic life that's like completely dependent on 
<laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's why in um, uh, Hawaii, I think they banned the use they did. of... They did. They finally um, banned certain um, sunscreens and things. So, um, Lisa, this is probably going to be more expensive than bleach, but I feel like the cost is lower once you've looked everything through. But look at this. One gallon of prepared cleaner would cost, it, depending on if you got the small bottle, it'd be $1.65. If you got the big bottle, no, it'd be $1.65 with the big bottle. With the small bottle, it'd cost $1.87. So that's might be a little bit more, you know, than bleach that they probably buy for like $3 and put a teaspoon in each one or whatever. But honestly, when you look at the impact that it has on children, um, the like. Well, I have already figured they, a lot of them know who I am. They know I have a special need child. They, I started the school system working with the EBD children and um, I'm making half the income I used to make. I'm doing this because I feel a need to, I want to work with others. So I, I know some of the people there. I do plan on going to talk to them and say, you guys, I want, we need to talk. And now what you are preparing, is this something that you can share with some of us? Or Absolutely. I will be giving this to all of you guys. I will give you the presentation I use as it is and then if you want help I can help like I am one thing that I, I you know it's so weird that I used to do project management which was so interesting for me I got a certificate in it at the college here and and I loved it but you know it wasn't my calling in life and it's so weird that one of the things you do in there is you learn how to write proposals and so one thing you do is you really adapt it to the audience. So I'm very much customizing it to the region. Like I'm talking Salish Sea, tribal impact, you know, things that will matter to the people here. But this is very easily adaptable to anywhere. Like Amanda will have no problem, you know, converting it into, you know, the language of her region. Elisa, you'll have, will have no problem just making the emphasis more on children as well as ecological impact instead of, you know, primarily ecological impact, which is what we're focusing on here. Because this guy I just found out is now the vice president of like the environmental, some sort of wildlife protection thing out here. I was like, what? It's going to be better. Because then what are we going to ask him to do? We're going to ask him, please let us take this to that department and do a presentation there. And then we're going to ask him and he's already said that yeah he thinks it's a good idea that we send flyers out to the entire community which is like several thousand people a lot of Canadians Amanda um but it's like several thousand people that it's like their summer home they come and go from this leisure park and say hey look we are using this environmentally friendly watershed friendly cleaner and we're doing a presentation on it every Thursday night during the summer while you're here so then people are going to come down and take a class and get signed up with a seed starter kit and they can walk away with a spray bottle of these cleaner, you know? Like we're, we're, we're not thinking about impacting one or two people. We're thinking about impacting the millions. And, you know, I want to do the same thing in every one of y'all's school districts, 
anywhere where you work. This is something that you could walk into a yoga studio and present to them. I already have cafes in mind where I want to take it to them and say, I've sat here drinking my coffee while you're spraying the window and I've walked out with a sore throat, you know, and, and I see that you have, you know, the semi clean soap in the bathroom and uh, like crappy oil in the diffuser. So I know your mind is going that direction. Let me present this to you and talk to you about using a safe cleaner, you know, where for 22 bucks, if you make 64 spray bottles, it, <laughs> I mean, it's going to last you for a while. Um, so this is something that I want to be a tool that you guys can use. And I want to be able to help you utilize it in your area and help you like, like this is, very powerful potent stuff let me i know that we're at time so if you need to go i know you need to go but let me read a couple lines out of this that i think are going to blow you guys' minds so these are things lisa that you'll be able to talk to them about um some ingredients found in cleaners oh word not responding give it a moment okay <laughs> all right children born to women who held cleaning jobs while pregnant have an elevated risk of birth defects according to a 2010 study by the new york state department of health Indoor air quality is five to seven times more toxic than outdoor air quality, mainly due to conventional cleaners. Conventional cleaning products contain endocrine disrupting chemicals that can wreak havoc on your respiratory system, cellular health, thyroid, adrenal glands, and mental clarity. Guys, there are um, EPA, PubMed, NCBI, um, NIH, CDC, EWG links for all of this. This isn't like, you know, momblog.com. Some ingredients found in cleaners may be linked to cancer, reproductive and developmental toxicity, allergies and irritation, burns and poisonings. According to the US EPA, cleaning products contribute to concentrations of many common pollutants that are two to five times higher inside homes and outside. Studies show that many toxicants invade our bodies. They have been found in blood, urine, and breast milk, as well as in the umbilical cord of newborns. That precious blood, that pure blood that is pumping from the cord into the newborn is full of toxicants. That blows my mind. Nurses who use disinfectants to clean services at least once a week, um, Lisa, that's you guys, had a 24 to 32% increased risk of developing lung disease. And they're talking one to two times per week, not three times a day. We're killing lunchroom ladies, like we're killing them. Regular use of cleaning sprays can have as much, use, as much of an impact on health as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. These are just a few facts that you'll be able to present to people like this. This is why I'm saying we don't have time to just dink around. We cannot mess around. We have to take this message out as fast as we can. And one thing that is really important in a presentation is so you have first your super executive summary, which is like the short version. And then you have your fleshed out and then you have your like resources. Right. So in the super executive summary, you give the maximum punch, like emotional impact. No hyperbole, but like grip them with why you're here. Not, you know, lots of chemicals are bad, but stuff like we just said, 24 to 32% increased risk of lung disease when you use surface cleaners one to two times per week. That is not, that is not even, like that is not okay. And the guy that we're presenting to um, on Wednesday, his wife does all the cleaning. And she has been complaining to him for years. She's like, my lungs burn. I feel so bad. Like there's so, like something has to change. So I know they're there. We don't have to like sell them on it, but we are going to sell them on it as if they've never heard of it. You know, 
Sabrina said this is how you can, why is my computer going so slow? Catch people with a text. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a quick bit of, of, her water is as cloudy as it is the water they expect everyone to drink. I can't imagine how horrible this is all. Yeah, I don't, oof. and that's just the stuff you can see. Yeah, it, it is, it, guys, we, we have a just cause and, um, you know, we have something to talk about that's real. Um, Sabrina, you're right, but like kind of a gripping phrase, like, yeah, um, but I need a, I need a bottle opener. What? I need a bottle opener because I can't open it with my hand. It means I thing to pop it open. Um, so I'm working on this presentation for you guys. I'll let you know how Wednesday night goes. I'm going to do the 60 seconds. Um, I'll talk more about this on the Marco Polo thing if you guys aren't on Marco Polo um, or if you are and you're not in the Polo group that we have and you want to have a thousand notifications a day <laughs> let me know yeah that's it Jacob all right any um any last second questions and then we'll hop off here um I know that we kind of went off topic of <laughs> we kind of went off topic of um propel a little bit but not really because it's kind of the what it was about so um next week is part two i guess so i don't know would, would you guys rather cram part one and part two into this week so that then we're discussing part two on next week would that be better for you that'd be a heavy workload this week but okay i'll go ahead and get the tasks for part two posted um tomorrow so that then if you want to you can i hope we don't freak everyone else out <laughs> But I'll meant Jacob, you'll just have to wait till I'm done. Leave her. Leave her. Leave her. Do you know in the oh if, my gosh, at first glance I thought that said boobs. <laughs> Do you know when the books are coming in? If we don't no. have if we don't have the books, can you like maybe give us a picture of the page? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Celeste posted pictures of it too, so let me see if I can find those also. Because mine is all written all over, so it'll be look really messy for you. Um but let I wonder if Celeste took pictures of her book before she wrote in it, which is really smart. So let me see if I have like a, I don't even know how to check order status. That's what I love about also Young Living is I can check the order status on everything in one place. Um, but we've got 10 weeks to do all of this, so that's plenty of time. It's the new oils now. Oh, yeah, 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 page 19. Well, I guess that's a good thing she didn't say what the oils were. And she left room for a number 12. Oh, did she know it was coming? Maybe they knew. Hmm. Then, oh, Sabrina said she has it in hers. She can put the question, she put the question. Oh, wow, you're so smart. Um, Jacob, you will have to wait. Give it back to her, please. Give it back to her. Workspace, that's not it. If today wasn't a holiday, that would have helped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. I didn't think about that. 
Okay, let me hop back and stop the recording. So thanks for watching the replay, guys. <laughs>